Hello and welcome to another edition of the Best of Fives. Today we are going to be counting up the best five board games of all time. My name is Dave and I am joined by, well, let's face it, legends in the board game industry. That's Matt and Christy, the co-hosts of We're Bored on Neozaz. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a, there's a couple of build-ups there. First of all, best of all time. That's going to be a tough one to quantify. But then also, keep in mind, our show is about awful, awful games. games. So we might not be the right people for this job. That's what makes you experts, though. You can you can you can pick it apart, and you can delineate this is good, this is bad. You've played good games on your show. Uh, have we though? Have we really? I can tell you what the worst game is. Yeah. What's the worst? Well, I want to see what Christy thinks. I think she forgot about the one I'm going to say. It's not the TV Guide game that it's you just the, played. I think the TV Guide was pretty fucking broad. I think Smoker's Wild is worse than that. Oh, I forgot about that. It's a game about smoking, for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. When smoking was good for you? Right, yeah, kind of. <laughs> wasn't as bad for you. No, actually, no. It, it is an anti-smoking anti- It is game, an anti-smoking but game. But it was so. a very weird game. Yeah. It was very weird. It was very strange. <laughs> Well, I enjoy We're Bored, and if you don't know what We're Bored is and you're listening to this, it is a show where Matt and Christy play some game from the past. A lot of these a lot of these are 70s and 80s mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, trashy games or something with a tie-in to something in entertainment. There is an audio version, but my son Jack and I watched the video version. You can watch it on YouTube. Matt's got the how many cameras? A three camera setup? Yep. yep. It's like a one, sitcom. One of us, one on each of us, and one pointed right at the game we're playing. Could be a overhead shot or could be a face forward shot, depending on how, how what the best angle of that game is. Because, you know, some of these games have a 3D element to them. They're pretty exciting. Yep. Yeah. And you found some pretty cool ones. Like the one I, I want to bite your finger and all like that. <laughs> There's been a couple. My favorite one was the one you did this season with the the game that shot the air through it and knocked the other guy's pegs down. Oh, Battleboard. Yep. Yep. So I I if you if you're listening to this because you're a board game person or a board game enthusiast and you haven't watched We're Bored, it's totally the show for you. So I'm uh, saying go to Neozaz.com and that'll take you to the YouTube uh, video version or the audio version. So I wanted to get that out there first. Thank you. So my that, job that here was, is done. I'm going to leave and let you two finish this game up. Show off. <laughs> that was why I wanted to do this with y'all because okay. you guys, uh, you guys play a lot of board games anyway, don't you? Uh, the game or the show's actually kind of taken that up. We did though. We were yeah. we got to the point when we were looking before we bought this house. We were looking for a house that was going to serve. Actually, this house did have a little bit of a game room. We actually had a, instead, we now have a dining room table. We've grown up a bit. We used to have an air hockey table in our dining room. Mm-hmm. But we were looking for a house where we're going to, we we're going to actually mount our favorite games boards between plexiglass and put yeah. them on the walls like paintings, but that way we could just take them down and play. So we were, before, well, really before we were doing any kind of podcasting and well before doing the YouTube show. Yeah, we 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 we've played a lot of games. We've gone through. Yeah. We haven't kept them all. That's the thing. 
And that, we're going to talk about this on the list. A lot of games for me throughout my entire life are like once and done. And that's been a lot of our game history, too. Yeah, we we've, kept, game. Like, we've kept a couple because, yeah, yeah. because we There's also got into a jag with your parents yep. that anytime your parents would come down, we would play. Or whenever we'd have people over, we'd, we'd play board games. And then we kind of got away yeah. from it. And then actually, uh, my improv group, um, once we stopped performing at the theater that we, we were... Um, I still wanted to see them once a month, so we started a monthly game night. So I have about seven to ten people come over. Um, I sometimes we use our games, but a lot of times I've been introduced to a couple of new games that are really cool uh, because they're really into into uh, board games. Well, this is why I wanted to have you guys on because okay. of this kind of stuff. Like I I don't know anybody that uh, as as interested or enthusiastic about board games as you guys. So before we even get started, because this is what I do, I overanalyze everything. I want to know, or, or just tell me to shut up when we get to the list, but what constitutes a board game? Does it have to come in a box and be played on a board to be a board game? Let me look at my list, because my original intention was going to be just a boxed game. It might not have a board, but I think in the end, it looks like all mine are on a board. But my my idea was is my when I think of a board game, I think of the cardboard box. That's like where the word board comes in. It's like Twister could be is it connects four. None of those have a board, but they're in a box. Yeah. I, I consider those board games. Yeah. Okay, so the board in board game is coming from the cardboard box not necessarily the apparatus that you play the game in on. my mind yeah no because i think it's if we stick to just board board games that limits the whole experience okay all right i was just curious because i don't know like i i I made my list, and then I was just curious what other people put. And people were putting like Uno on and stuff. I'm like, well, that's a card I, game. Yeah, I tried to not. Well, I didn't. I ended up being a little easy, but I didn't even try to make my short list with any card games. I just completely passed those over because there are some like like Munchkin could make it, or God, Cards Against Humanity would absolutely positively make the list of all time uh, yeah. great games. But there's no board, so I didn't consider that in my list. Okay, fair enough. That's why I was asking. All right, I will go first. Save the experts for last. My number five, straight shooting kind of game. Uh, I guess you would call this Scrabble, but better. My number five is Upwards. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a dork, I guess, and I like to play educational games. And I guess you'd call Upwards an educational game um, because that's what people would would play with me because I don't know, they were trying to teach me something, but I also found it fun Mm. and Scrabble as, as Scrabble was played, it was, it was fine and all, but I was more into like the three dimensional aspect of upwards and where someone would build a word and you could just rip off the word by sticking one letter in it. I don't know. There was almost like a sabotage (laughs) element to it. So uh, my number five is just plain old upwards. I'm going to be completely honest in this and say I hate Scrabble and upwards. (laughs) I'll tell you why. Because I can't spell. So if it's not the or in or beer. I, I'm, I'm getting like seven points max in every game. He lasted like <laughs> one day on Words with Friends, oh, and that's hate, about it. I hate spelling games. I cannot spell. No. Well, that would that would make sense then. Like, this is not the game for you. Nope. 
I always enjoyed it. And uh, as the running theme with all of my games is that uh, I was, I was an only child until I was 20 something. And I didn't have anybody to play games with, but I was constantly getting games like every birthday, every Christmas, here's a board game. And I would open and go, great. Who am I going to play this with? My friends didn't want to play board games. We were playing basketball and stuff. We weren't we weren't playing board games. So this is a game that I could play by myself. Mm-hmm. I would set up two different sets of letters and play upwards against myself. There's news for you, Dave. You're going to play Battleboard by yourself because I did all the time. I just set up all the pegs and blew them off the board. Oh, God, you <laughs> men playing with yourselves. <laughs> Christy, what's your number five? My number five, I'm going to go with the tried and true, uh, something that we used to play with uh, Matt's parents. Every time they would come down, it would be Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one where my father got half naked. No. Whoa. Is no. that on your list? I don't think so. Okay, good. No. Half naked? No. We- Take well, his jacket off. Uh, let me, let me, no, uh, it's worse than that. Go ahead and tell your Trivial Pursuit pitch and then I'll No, our story. Trivial Pursuit games, we, we would have a Trivial Pursuit, because we th- we had two things in common. We would either play Trivial Pursuit or, or and sometimes both, we would go miniature golfing. Yes. yes. And those were our competitions and whoever won uh, got dinner paid for by the other, by the loser. Yeah, that's nice. So that up the stakes on that sucker, because man, I I love me a free dinner. <laughs> so we get to the point where I was like, "Am I gonna honor this answer?" Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Could you be more specific? <laughs> I remember, and I at the first time, I think I came home. I came home for Thanksgiving or something. I, I was the, yeah, I was prepared time. because uh, Matt told me, "Hey, my family." It was like, our Thanksgiving. It's a tradition. tradition for decades, literally. So, so just be prepared because my family's very competitive when we play, <laughs> and that is how I knew that I was meant to stay in this family <laughs> because I was like the unshakable rock, and I was like, "That's my final answer," and like your uncle, yeah. <laughs> They were not ready for that. They were not ready for that. Dave knows the uncle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everything you're saying, I, I can just picture this. <laughs> yeah. That was my introduction to the entire family was playing Trivial Pursuit and my my capacity to eat as much turkey as possible. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, when you say Trivial Pursuit, you mean the classic. The classic the edition. Genus. The, the genus. genus. Edition. Not genius. Like 90% yeah. of the world called it. Genius. Myself included. Uh-huh. I was and also is, 10 at the time. <laughs> I want to be a genius. This is, well, so this is like 1982. 81. 81. Yeah. So this is the this is the one you mean. So you, would you even still play this today with the old, it'll, it'll yep. be a question about like Larry Hagman on Dallas. You I'd don't care. S- I would be right though, because I, my, my trivia is about 20 years old. <laughs> my, par- my parents kept up. Pretty well for a while. They'd buy the card. Remember, yeah, you would, would the buy card packs. Yeah, they'd buy the card packs, the 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 Genesis two and three. But then they started putting out just editions, and they would get like they would get a recent edition. Yeah, like every two years, not every year, because yeah. we didn't go through all every question each year. Yeah, so we didn't play the Genesis edition ev- like the original set of questions every year. I think that maybe might have been twice yeah. we played the original. Yep. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, Trivial Pursuit is an honorable mention on my list, and it was the kind of thing where it would become competitive. I remember playing with friends, and I cheat. I would cheat. <laughs> and when it would come down to you know the person was get going to get the pie piece or whatever, if if they would say like uh, like you can hear somebody thinking out loud, they'd be like, oh, it's either it's either Korea or Japan, and whatever. Whatever the answer was, I would just say the other thing they were thinking of. Oh, right. <laughs> like if it was Japan and they said Japan, I'd be like, "Ooh, should have went with Korea." <laughs> and they don't, you know, they don't look at the card. Ah, so. that's awful. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes. Ah. <laughs> no playing Trivial Pursuit with Dave. Now to tell the well, story of my father getting half naked, we were playing a game of gestures, oh, which is like charades but with points and other rules. And I think it was him and my mother against us. And he got the word clothesline. And my mother was not getting it. So he pulled off his T-shirt. And that's all he was wearing above his waist. And started to pretend to put it on a clothesline. Wow. We just and we, me, and my, me and Christy just like were laughing so hard. I think we passed out. Strip gestures. Yep. yep. Well, that's what that's why you guys are perfect for this. You have a history. <laughs> it's part. It has become part of your lexicon. There you go. These games. Yeah. That's great. Matt, what's your number five? Okay, so mine, these might not be the best in the public eye of games, but for me, it's all about the fun factor, like from beginning to end. And this one, it's funny, you actually mentioned it in the opening of this. It's one I wanted so bad the very first time I saw it in the commercial, never got it, waited until this show started, found it on eBay for a reasonable price, got it, loved it. And it's so stupid. It is. There's no strategy in it whatsoever. It is just a shot in the dark game, whether you're going to win or lose. And it is. I want to bite your finger. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, so much I fun. mentioned it. No, it's fine. I had so much fun playing that because it's just there's nothing. There's no gaming in it whatsoever. You just roll the dice or yeah, you just roll the dice. You turn a wheel. And if the vampire cape opens, then it's like a 50 50 if you're going to get two little marker stains on your finger or not. And I thought I thought that was the greatest invention in board game history was that vampire being able to actually quote bite your finger unquote. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, when he bought it the best thing was he was explaining to me, well sometimes you can't find it with the ink pad that still oh, has was, Oh, that was the like that you're was missing the holy, this it's, and it's you're like missing the, that. The ink pad for the bite was like the holy grail. It's like you'd always find I want to bite your finger on eBay, but it would like say ink dried out or ink pad not included when i found i want to buy your finger listed because they spelled it wrong and it said complete ink pad works and they had a little index card with a little two little red dots i was like buy now i'm not even gonna bid buy now yep give it to me (laughs) i want it it now it's here i have it forever that's the one we don't give away some of these games we give away there's a another friend of ours does he do a show or does he just play games no he and his wife do a show is it a it's a Audio or video Pod- podcast? I think it's both. Okay. I don't know. Well, we give them away. That's how Nia's as is. We're always friendly to our, our same genre shows. I'm not even going to say competitors. We've they're, been giving him the games. Not that one, no. That one, if that, that's going to leave, I'm going to be buried with that. They that's buy them off my me. coal dead hands. Oh, I've been selling them. Oh, okay. That's better. Yeah. We're, not, we're not giving them away. <laughs> we make them available. We make them available. To our brethren. To the, yes. These are props from your hit show. Yes. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on to number four. 
for me also, I guess I consider this a classic. And this is the ultimate screw you game. Super competitive. Played this a lot with my son when he was little. And not that it's fun to watch little kids get frustrated and angry. But it is. But it would happen. And I think there's some life lessons there. If you want to torture your kids, you play trouble. Duh. And so the the popping of that thing uh, gets annoying. After that's, a while. I was gonna say, uh, I love games with gadgets. I absolutely love games with gadgets. Like I want to bite your finger. Except the Popomatic. The Popomatic can go to hell. <laughs> that and the R two D two digital dice from the Star Wars Gold Trivial Pursuit. The thing yeah. that took like eight seconds to roll. I'm like, fuck, give me the number already. Yep. Yeah, it would take forever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we used to play a lot of trouble and it would be, you know, like they'd have three of their guys in the little base and there's one left and you'd get right to the end and you'd land on them. And then there were tears <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. I'm just kidding. He's this sitting there staring at me. <laughs> yeah, this is he's 18 now and he's like still hasn't changed. <laughs> no, it's it was just it was a lot of fun and it, it actually ended up being competitive for such a stupid simple game i guess i like simple games i don't know um there wasn't anything to it but it just was something that anyone could play and it's a classic it's my number four what about you christy number four my number four i i love there's a string of games that we purchased and I was going to get rid of them but then i'm glad i didn't because i do love them and it's taboo I believe that that prepares me for all improv games. (laughs) Yeah, that is, there is certainly an element of that. There is certainly. And, and I find that once I was doing improv on a regular basis, I got real good at taboo. (laughs) You have to be able to think on your feet. Yeah. So when you can't use certain words, right? Okay. It's like the anti-password. It's like, there's a main Uh, word and you can't use these five words to describe it. yep. Yep. I remember it. Yeah. And that buzzer. Yeah. Oh right. Oh god. Yeah, I do remember that. It was like a hey. Eh, eh. <laughs> but we we bought that again for for game night with his parents, and yep. I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> love that game. It is great. Another honorable mention. So, what about you, Matt? Number okay, four. this was like the anti game when I first played it. Now it's from 1979, but I probably didn't get it to like 1985 or six when my parents finally. Not only let me play this game, but read the uh, source material for it. And it was you had you started with ten thousand dollars, and the object of the game was to lose it all. It was like anti-monopoly, and you to went, trump the game. Yeah, right. No, not quite. But U.S. economy, it, the game. The other little, uh, just a little uh, thing to make it the anti-game is you went counterclockwise. Ooh, and it was funny. It was the instructions were funny. The what you did was funny, and it was Mad Magazine the game. Ah. Oh yeah, I had that. It was great. It was like it was, here's the unfortunate part of it, and a lot of this happens with board games. It's one you can't play really more than a dozen times because you've gone through all the jokes. Yeah, it's like right. the spaces were jokes and the cards were jokes. Like the spaces were like if someone has their elbows on the table, lose two thousand dollars. No one does lose four thousand dollars or switch money with the player on the right. That kind of thing. Gotcha. But like I said, it gets old after a while. There was I do remember there was one card. It was the worst card. If you drew it, 
it would say take the one million six hundred thirty-two thousand four hundred seventeen dollar bill or something like that. So you could never possibly lose all your money unless you ended up trading oh. with someone later in the game. It was like I said, the anti-game. Yeah. The, the idea was to, for all intent and purposes, lose, lose right. all your money. And I thought that was just at ten years old or whatever I was when I finally was allowed to play this game. That was the complete opposite of every game I've ever played. Yep. You know, if I play it, if it, if it had come out now, I'd be like, oh, it's cute because there's a lot of other quirky games. But that was like the first quirky game of my game playing career. Hmm. It was like self-aware that it was a game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it had the sensibilities of the magazine. It did. Yes, it did. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I forgot all about that game. All right. Number three. This is a game that neither of you have ever played nor will ever play. Although I'd like to see you play it. Hmm. It's called VCR Basketball. No, I haven't. I have played VCR games, though. <laughs> so it was a board game, came with a, v- a VHS yep. tape, and you played a basketball game. But in the midst of the game, you would have to pick a play. Like the, the player is going to drive to the basket. Oh, okay, yeah. And then at that point, you would press play on the thing. And the reason I loved it is because all of the stuff on the VCR tape were clips from mid-80s NBA games. <laughs> there was a point where you, if you got fouled, it came. the board came with a little basket and a little tiny basketball, and you had to make foul shots. <laughs> so there was a lot of like, things going on with it. I remember not even playing the game sometimes and just watching the tape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to do that. You know, I'd be like, well, there's Dominique Wilkins. There's Michael Jordan. You know, there's Xavier McDaniel. And it, it was just I, it combined my love of sports and especially mid 80s NBA, which to me is the greatest era of pro basketball ever. Well, yeah. And, well, yeah. <laughs> With a board game and the the little free throwing just enhance that. So I, I would love to see you guys play this. That would mean hand-eye coordination. Take a guess. According to Board Game Geek, which is Geek, which is my go-to source, they're pretty damn thorough. Take a guess how many VCR games they have listed under VCR board games. VCR board games. There can't be that many. Uh, Aren't there? Twenty-five. What do you think, Christy? 38. 67. Damn. That incorporates a VHS tape into the gameplay. Yep. Yep. I'm looking at some highlights here. We got Agatha Christie behind the screen. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to read them all off, but uh, Candyland, a VCR game. Oh, boy. Clue. What? Clue, I remember, because when we got our first VCR, that was my parents also bought Clue, the VCR game. Was it clips from Clue the movie? No, no. I think this was uh, when was Clue, Clue the movie? Eighty eighty five ish. Oh, this was from nineteen eighty five, but it was not from Clue the movie at all. There's one called Commercial Crazies. I kind of want to see that. There's a uh, oh god, I don't know. There's I don't know. Hi Ho Cherio, the VCR game. What? Oh my god, how do you even play that? We had a DVD game for Press Your Luck. Yeah, we did. Yeah, there's a lot of that. That we, we I have some of those. I, d- I didn't include those. RoboCop, um, the VCR game. Okay, I'm putting this on my want list. <laughs> Chris had that. He did? Really? Yeah. Wow. I remember him having that. Yeah. I, I never played it. 
Didn't we have a Star Wars VHS we did. game? Star Wars. We VCR still do. Game. Yeah, we still have it. Like, it's, uh, what is it? I just saw it. I passed by it because I wasn't gonna mention it. But now that you say it, it was its official title is Star Wars Interactive Video Board Game. It's this one is like this is one of those rare games where you actually have to carve out the time play that they say is suggested. It's an hour because you let the game play. What happens is there's a game, there's a board game aspect to it, mm. and then like every four or five minutes, Vader comes on the screen and fucks all your shit up. Like <laughs> you, the Red Rebel, move back seventeen space. You know stuff like that. Uh... It's like, but the, and the rest of the time, there's a Death Star. The Death Star is actually getting closer and closer, and there's a little countdown hour timer on the video because uh-huh. I digitized the video into the computer so we can play it because how I didn't know how else we we're gonna do the board game. So I actually yeah. have watched the video. Uh-huh. This actually sounds really cool. We might play <laughs> like... it. It's gonna take forever, but we'll play it. We'll cut out, like we'll I say, the in the credits. We'll cut out. Uh, uh, was it was edited? Edited was it, for time. What did I say? What is it? Same thing. Like Will Fortune says, it's like uh, portions of the yeah, portions broadcast. of this broadcast that did not affect outcome. We're yeah. cut for time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you put that on at the end of your shows. Yep, I do. So, and it's an homage, especially to, that trivia TV trivia. Oh, oh my god, that thing was way longer than oh. the release was. Well, I, I like the idea of the VCR thing, and I didn't have a lot of them, but VCR basketball was right up my alley. And I do remember, and and this was when this wasn't when we were little. Like a lot of these games, I remember from when we were little. At this point, we were in high school because I remember playing this with like my friend Jared. Like yeah, they, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, we played this when we were in high school, mm. which is weird for a bunch of guys to be at like a. Hey, you guys want to come over, sleep over, and play VCR basketball? <laughs> I'll but come over, drink, and pass out. But sure, sounds yeah. fun. Otherwise, I remember we. I remember one time we did that. We played VCR basketball, and then when it was over, we watched the uh, scrambled Playboy Channel. <laughs> you know how you could watch the Playboy Channel? It was all yep. squiggles. Yeah, you could see like. But the, you could. Oh yeah, you could you, hear. Yeah. I see a boom. You could. Yeah, you could hear it. And every once in a while, it would be like, "I think I saw something." Then once yeah, every that, twenty-eight minutes, you got a flash of like one frame. Like, oh, oh, it's gone. Yeah. That was that was us. VCR basketball and squiggles. I want this WWF VCR WrestleMania board game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my number three. So, what about you, Christy? My number three is one that was mentioned, and we just mentioned it as a possible. It's not really a board game, but it is a game that I loved. I never owned it, but my friend had it. So, anytime I would go to her house, I would have to play it, and it was Connect Four. Oh. <laughs> Pretty sneaky, sis. Oh God! <laughs> Do you guys? You, you, there is there ever been anything else that connect five? Mm, or is it always there's just gotta four? Be, I I don't know, but I would I would not surprise me if there's like a 3D version of it, like where you have, you can do it up, down, or across. Oh yeah. Let's see, 3D connect four. That's my favorite thing to do at beer festivals with the drunkest person I could find. The big ones, the oversized ones that are like huge. Yep, three. In fact, it's called Three D Connect Four. So, yep, there is a thing. Well, it is a classic. It is. What about you, Matt? All Number right, three. It's funny that Christy said it's a game that she played at her friend's house because this is a game I played at my friend's house. Because this was at the time an expensive ass game. It was like a twenty dollar game, which in nineteen eighty six is like forty, fifty bucks, maybe more. But it was 
like the mechanics in this and it was it's it's weird to say it's not even the mechanics of the game play or the stuff on it they just really had to get this board right in order to make the game what they wanted it to do and i'm talking about fireball island fire island what is no fireball island not fire oh. island. fireball island fireball island was one of the first like 3d plastic molded games where you had a mountain uh, an island on top of a board and you the first thing you did was get off the main path of towards the island with well, a roll and move and there were some cars that told you what you to do and then you had three choices to get up to the island and once you got up to the island once you got on those paths there was one that was really that wasn't very steep and had some twists and turns there was one that went straight up and there was one that was in between when you'd get up there, you'd inevitably land on a space that said something to the effect of something with the Fireball Island or the God's name, and you'd drop a red marble into the tiki on the top of it and would send this red ball down the chute, and if it knocked you off the path, you had to, quote, unquote, roll in the mud, which was the closest divot into that island that was to your space going backwards for a turn. So you'd lose a turn, and then you'd have to start back at where this mud pit was on your space to get back to the island. Oh, wow. Then you had to get to the top of the island, steal the gem, which was a, a gem, and then you had to get it back down to the starting spot again. So you had, going up or down, you could get run over by a fireball. Damn! I never heard of this. Really? Me neither. It was so popular that a company called Restoration Games has made a version of it called Fireball Island, the Curse of Volcar, which is the Tiki's name. So you can buy it now. It's like $75 because I looked it up into this. I'm like, oh, I remember the Kickstarter. I'm like, ooh, I ain't paying $75 for it. But if you go into eBay, they're hundreds and hundreds of dollars if they have the Tiki and the marbles and the gem. Oh, really, wow. Is what it comes down to. It was, it was like I said, it was, it was an ambitious game. For the mid eighties, and it was it was fun as hell. I didn't have it, but my friends had it, and I always wanted to play it. And I'd come over and like, why do you want to play that? You know, we have this game now. I'm like, well, because my parents aren't rich and don't spoil the fuck out of me. I want to play Fireball Island. <laughs> Christy, this game sounds culturally insensitive. Is I'm, I'm going. I feel I'm like it's a singling out of the island culture. That's what I'm thinking too. That's why I was discontinued. Might as yeah, well your call friend- Joe the Volcano Gang versus the Volcano. <laughs> it's the movie tie-in for Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> Take me to the Volcano. <laughs> the, the When you got older like that, when you're, uh, so it was a VCR thing, the fireball thing, it became gauche to play games like this if people just would rather play whatever version of video games you had like that. Like when you're little, it's like, I don't want to play that. I'll just, I want to play Atari. Yeah. And I think people, when video games, home consoles started, kids didn't do this nearly as much. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds cool, though. It was, was fun. There a little, it. little fire festival with yeah. a little jaw yeah. rule. <laughs> yeah, it's a, little, it's a, a fire festival where nothing actually happens and all you get is a half rotten cheese sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds cool. I want to see that on the show, too. <laughs> I ain't paying that much for that. Show's already losing money. <laughs> the show is hemorrhaging <laughs> money from news as. <laughs> All right, my number two. This this would be I think this was more of a boys game. And this is another game that I didn't have anybody to play with. Candyland. 
<laughs> no. Oh. It was crossbows and catapults. Ah, uh, yes. I did enjoy that game. I never. I don't even know how to play that game. I just set shit up and knocked it down. That's all you did? Yep. So you had two, you know, armies, I guess. You had little men and you had little, like, castle spires and stuff like that. And you'd set them up on this battlefield and you had these little round discs that were actually pretty hard and solid. Yeah. Like, I remember playing, you had to play it on, like, the kitchen floor. It didn't work so no, well. No, 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 no. Right. Yep. And I remember once in a while, like my dog would be there, and I nick her as <laughs> you know, as as she as she walked by, I nick her paw or something like that. And she was like, like so these things had some gusto to them, and you could put it on a catapult and actually pull it back and launch it. It had a rubber band that was the you know would make the fulcrum work, and the crossbows were the same except they lied flat and they would shoot yep. fast across mm-hmm. the board. <laughs> And you would knock these, you would kill these little men. And that's all there was. And I didn't play it. I would set it up on one side, set up on the other side. I'd get down on my belly and shoot, get up, go over, shoot on the other side. It was a great core workout. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, that's why we had to do the shuffle run in gym class. The shuttle run? The shuttle run. That's it. Yeah, shuttle run. Yeah. That's what it was training for. For for crossbows and catapults. Yeah. (laughs) My little tenure old abs were ripped (laughs) but what a great game there's no point to it other than just destruction and murder i remember you pull that crossbow back all the way and that little disc could go through steel seriously right it didn't didn't you like when you did it you'd have to hold it down flat with your other hands while you pulled back on it and you would you would do it as hard as you could no matter what and if you're playing it in your kitchen and it missed and it hit like, you know, like the the floor radiators, yeah, there'd be all dents in it. Like oh, that's yeah. how hard yeah. the, that's how hard these things would hit. Yes, that's true. I I tried to buy this game, like you said, you go on this thing and the, the, you can buy old things on eBay like that. Because I was like, this is perfect for my son. Yeah, when he was little, we were gonna play this. It was gonna be an all out war. It was the same thing. It was like 75, 80 bucks. That's crazy. Um, because I guess they became collector's items. I don't yeah, know. I guess. So we would do our own version of things. I remember I set one up. We would do the same thing. We would sit in a kitchen floor. We would set up like his Star Wars guys or, <laughs> or you know, his Toy Story people and just take a tennis ball and you'd get one roll across the kitchen floor to knock them over. <laughs> nice. Those are things you do when you're a parent to to occupy the kid till he goes to sleep, for God's sake. <laughs> but uh, crossbows and catapults, what a blast. I would play that right now if I had it. <laughs> it was fun. That's Again, my number two. No idea how to win the game. I just know how to destroy shit. You got to be the last man standing. That's yep. all. <laughs> it teaches you about life. More than the game of life. This is true. Christy, number two. My number two is a game that I had for a long, long time until I moved, and I love this game so much. I would play it. It's one of those games is nice because you can play it by yourself um, until the electronics fail, and then then you can't play it anymore. Um, and it taught me that I do not want to be a surgeon, and it was Operation. Oh, God. <laughs> I was so terrified as a child that, I was actually being electrocuted. That, that was the noise that people were going to make if you screwed up surgery. Yeah. 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 And, or Did like you, if I got a sweating, spl- 
I was, I was. And, or if I got a splinter in my finger and you have to use tweezers to get it out, <laughs> I was like, ah, it's going to buzz. No, it's not little, little innocent Christy. No, it's not. That's a good one. Every time you're talking about games, I think of Charty McDennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like their, their homemade board game. Oh, oh God. And, yeah, right. In Charty McDennis 2, Electric Boogaloo, Fr- Frank takes over the game and he adds operation as part of it. Oh. And he uh-huh. tells them all, they're all, it's like Saul, they're all handcuffed to stuff. And they t- he tells them that he, they all have the key under their skin and they all know it's, that it's bullshit. But they have a, he has a thing hooked up to a car battery <laughs> and they have to pry it out of themselves. And only Charlie does it. He like, <laughs> he cuts open his arm. I love that first episode. You have to eat a cake. What's so bad about eating a cake? No, you have to eat the ingredients that make a cake. <laughs> yeah. I love it when they do stuff like that on games, just like that, or the cones of Dunshire on parks and rec. And then, and of course, friends, I know. That's uh, that was amazing. <laughs> All right, Matt, what's your number two? All right, I did. I mean, I made the comment that Fireball Island was ahead of its time, but this one truly, this was the idea in my head. This game was 100% ahead of its time. This game in 1981 had a damn computer, a randomizer in it. And it is probably one of the most expensive board games with inflation calculated ever. And again, Restoration Games is making the return of this game. And it was called Dark Tower. Never heard of it. Uh, Christy? It's in our closet. No, that's not it. That's like Vampire Castle or something like that. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was called Dark Tower, but it's not. Oh, no. I have no idea. <sighs> well, first off, Orson Welles narrated the commercial, so it's a win right ah. there. But this was it was Dark Tower. It was a it was a roll and move game, but you had this tower in the middle of it, and it was an electronic, and it had like nine buttons, maybe 12 buttons on it, and you would move. And when whatever you did, there was a corresponding button on that tower. So it said, if it says move and like blank space or whatever, I, I know I'm messing, people, fans of this are losing their damn minds right now. But if it said move and blank space, the computer would say nothing happened or it would say you were attacked. And then inside this tower, you'd actually hear the mechanics. You'd hear the you'd hear they're spinning inside that thing, and then it would light up and it would show the enemy. Let's say it was a bunch of like vampires or something, and then it would say vampires, and it would say at the number there'd be a digital uh, LED at the top. So there's ten of them. Then it would show you, and it says you have ten of your men. It would show that would be the next light. It would flash back and forth, and numbers would change. So it'd be like you have ten people. Now it's their turn. There's only eight left. We go back to you. You have nine. We go back to them. They have five. And we go back. And at the end, you have seven warriors. They have none. So you won and you get you get to survive the game. Damn. And it had a scenario for every spot on the board in 1981 in a machine that took three C batteries. I mean, come on. Wow. Yeah. This thing wow. is amazing or was amazing. <laughs> And how do you remember how much it was then? I don't, but I could probably find it out on Game Board Geek. Go on YouTube. People still have like restored versions of this and look at it. You will not believe this is a 1981 game. It is it's amazing. Yeah, like if that came out today, it would be co- it would be cool. It would be cool, but it'd also be expected. Yeah. You know, that for everything that it could do. Whereas in 1981, you've never saw anything like this. No. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, well, I 
dying to hear what your number I, one is. I can't see how much it costs them, but I can see now it's like the cheapest right now on eBay is $81, and they haven't even tested whether this thing is working or not. Wow. All right, well, if you see one of these at a yard sale whenever they start happening yeah. again, <laughs> and it's and it's any any amount of cheap money, just buy it in case it does work. Holy crap. Matt'll, oh, Matt'll for, buy it off you. The retail price of this in 1981 was 55 to $65. Damn. Wow. That's a fortune. I'm going to check in just for inflation.com and see what that costs now. There's no way anybody even had this game. Like People wouldn't have spent that much money. It, this was a game for the rich. Yeah, it was. So it was $156 in today's money. That's crazy. That's an insane amount for a game. For a, yeah, for like for a one-time game, not a not a console that you could play lots yeah. of games on. But my spoiled friends had it. And again, you go and I go to their house and I play this game. I'm like, want to play that awesome game again? No, what do we want to play that for? That's so last year. I'm like, you rich motherfuckers. <laughs> That's when I became a class warrior. <laughs> All right. On to number one. This is, uh, in our opinion, maybe not the greatest of all time, but in our opinion, the greatest game of all time, the game we love the most. And this is this is a no-brainer for me. This is the first thing I wrote down. I love it so much, I made my son go upstairs and get it. <laughs> I know what it is because of the message you sent me earlier. <laughs> we played it twice today. It is the Raiders of the Lost Ark game. This game, it the reason I love it, not just because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, it includes things that make me love it because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, including the box, which has the amazing Jim Steranko, uh concept yeah. painting of Indiana Jones, which is the logo that we use on our uh, Facebook page for Indiana Jones in character. And I actually got to meet him and Tim got me a signed print of that uh, painting. It's really cool, but it was made by Kenner. So a a little Star Wars made was like, all right, I'll buy anything if you put the name (laughs) Kenner on it. But it was really clever. It, It added elements of the movies. It was very easy to play. It was a map. It looked like the map when Indiana Jones is, you know, the line going from country to country. That's what the board looked like. And you had to collect the map room card, the staff of raw card and the art card and get back to the country that was determined at the beginning of the game as the resting place of the arc. And that's all there was to it. But it was, it had the cards. There was a card that you could pick from someone's hand. You could, you could send the other player anywhere on the board by taking them hostage. There was all kinds of little things that went along with it that made it so much fun. And I guess I liked it because it was reminiscent of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it. I, I've, I've had this game my whole life. The one that I have here is the one that Jack and I, my son, we would play when he was little. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it since I was eight. We got it down today. He instantly broke the box. <laughs> ah. uh, what you did break the box. It was, already broken. it was already broken, he says. Well, all I know is that it was broken more after my 18-year-old son stepped on it as it was on the floor. But we played. I won a game. He won a game. I played it kind of like by the rules. He found a loophole. So really, he won his second game. Jack is more like Belloc 
and I'm Indiana Jones. So he played the game like Belloc, but you know, he won, but what a great game. I love this game. I have fond memories of playing it by myself and uh, added to that, playing it with my son when he was a little boy and when he was an 18 year old today. So that's my favorite game of all time. I had to do a Google search when you say, put Kenner's name on and I'll buy it. And I put in Kenner's worst toys ever. And the first thing that came up was Kenner's daddy saddle. <laughs> no, like something you put on your back so you can give your kids like piggyback yeah, rides. I'm showing Christy right now. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <It's> exactly- God. <laughs> the dad's on it, all fours. Oh, my the Lord. The kid's in the saddle, hand up in the air, cowboy hat on, feet in the stirrups. Big old woohoo. Mo- mom's on the couch giving a thumbs up. I know a swingers club that would love to get their hands on it. <laughs> I don't want to type daddy saddle into eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Christy. Yes. What's your fave? My favorite again, with that same line of, of toy of, of games that we bought. Um, I love catchphrase. What's that? Catchphrase. Have you never played catchphrase? <laughs> I can't nope. believe you've never catch played catchphrase. <laughs> I'm surprised to have it. Catchphrase. Well, the the I think the one that we have is the original version, not the not the electronic, version. not the yeah, electronic the version. The card inside the. No, it's thing. it's got like a a paper card that goes into a little disc, and it's got a little button on the side, and you have to. Um, I'm trying to remember what the rules are. It's kind of like the bonus round in. Um, uh. What is it? Password? Where you 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 have, you're given a word? You have to tell have someone tell you what the word is. What catchphrase? Yeah. Then oh. you just sit there with the disc, and then you hit it on the side. You try to get people to guess the name, the word that's in your little window. So you you really like word yeah. games? I like do. That seems like, like that's your favorite style of game. Yeah, I like I like ones that, that he's going to go get it because it's in our living room. He's going, I'm just going to go get it. Is it something you could play on the show? No. uh, No. No. And it's not weird enough. (laughs) On Weird Board, we only get the dumbest games possible. Okay. So you have to. She was driving me crazy trying to explain it. I'm like, here, just take it. I'm opening the box. So it's got a little it's got a board. It's so got, it does have a board. Yeah, it's got like what ten spots? One, two, three, four, five, or six. Yeah, or six spots. So the object is to be the first person to get it from the start to the finish, and um, they have a double-sided disc with a mix of single words like bird, eye, tin, and in short phrases. You got it. Oh, it's under here. Yeah, it's oh, right there. Oh, sorry. Um, and then you have for simplicity these words were refu- really uh, like. You have a timer, and you can't, of course, use that word. So you have to you you have to try and get your team to guess. This is what you do after you wash the put the soap all over the dishes. Yeah. Uh, Dave, dry. I'm playing. Dry. Rinse. Yep. Uh, this is a guy that answers your door, cleans your house, wears white gloves. Alfred was one. Butler. Yep. Uh, this is a daytime show, hour long. Everyone that's involved always have kind of a horrific storyline with their lives. Doctor Phil. <laughs> it's a scripted <laughs> soap opera. There you go. Yeah, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. But there's a disc okay. that you push the side, and it and it makes the the word that you're trying to get them to guess through the little window. Right. And then the other team. There's 
This oh no, this is the timer. Yeah. It's just the the battery's dead. Um, and it's a random timer too. Yeah. It's like, you never um, know when it's, it's, it's going to end. This is the only electronic piece in this one and you hit it and it just it'll beep I think like every couple seconds but you don't know if you have a minute, you don't know if you have 90 seconds, you don't know if you got 30 seconds. It's it's random. So it makes it more like, yes. intense. Right. Yeah. Yep. So you have to like hurry and try to get them through but but yeah. This is one of my favorites. Sounds cool. I never heard of it. It's like uh Don't it's, worry, it's nobody fast, bought it, so we're holding on pace, to it. Uh, $10,000 pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that does that is what you kind of just were doing. Except you don't have the you don't say things that Yeah, are you don't blah, have blah, blah, yeah. blah. Haley Joel Osment there playing against you. Haley <laughs> Joel Osment. <laughs> you have neither Dick Clark nor <laughs> Donny Osmond or Donny Osmond, he was a host of that. That's yes, right. he was. <laughs> All right, Matt. What's the number one game for you? All right. It's already been mentioned. It is the quintessential board game. It is for two people. It is for 200 people. It's possibly one of the best designed games ever. Between the questions and answers, between the board and between the goal. I mean, you have the trivia part of it, you have the quest part of it to get all your pieces, and then you have the race to the end. It's Trivial Pursuit. This this is this is hands down one of the best games ever made. And it still stands the test of time over forty years later. It's it's a absolutely perfect game in my book. Nice. But do and not play a- the Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> because <laughs> as the person who just read the cards, I didn't even play the damn game. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> I love and I love the, the just the just the build of it was so uh, perfect. It's it's uh they had we talked about it already a little bit. They had the expansion packs, which we had. We had the Genesis two. We had the Boomer edition. I only wanted that because yeah. it had Beatles and Monkeys questions in it. I didn't know anything <laughs> else in it. Uh, we had the silver screens cards, and then we start getting the theme packs like the Star Wars one. Um, do we have any? Uh, is there a no. Simpsons? There's probably not a Simpsons. There's a Simpsons trivia game. Yeah, we but have the trivia. It was. Game. I mean, this is like it, it was. It, it, and at the time, I don't know how far it's gone now because you can look up trivia. Isn't I? I still think it's fun, but it's probably not as impressive to people when you can get the answer in seven seconds from a device in your pocket. You know what I mean? So, right. So it, I, used to, it used to be. This is what you know, right. not what I can find out. Yeah. 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 But at the time, man, this was like this. I love this. I thought there'd be no end to this game. We had the Disney expansion pack, which had an adult set of cards and a kid set of cards. I mean, the possibilities were literally endless on yeah. this thing. They had a sports pack. It was all green. We didn't get that. We weren't that big of sports fans as a family, my father and I, but not my as if your mother. And as you can tell from watching the TV guide uh, yeah. <laughs> game, neither one of us know anything about sports from the 80s. <laughs> there was Mike Schmidt. Yeah. Mike Schmidt. Um, then there was a whole thing where they got the creators got sued because when publishers, when authors would make tri- books of facts and trivia back then, they'd end up putting in fake facts in order to help find plagiarism. And one of the cards, or maybe several of the cards, had some of the fake facts from several different books. And authors got together and sued them, but in the, then the court. I guess ended up clarifying exactly what trivia and facts and information was in this regard. And they were cleared of all charges, but there's a whole history behind this game. It's, I think it's just a perfect game. I love it. I absolutely love this game. 
So there's stuff in the original Trivia Pursuit that That's is not wrong. correct. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh no no no! It's the moops. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did it, well, because wasn't I mean the story at least when it came out? I remember being little because my dad loved this. We would play this a lot. Is that it was just a couple of guys sitting around in a bar who just started writing trivia questions. Possibly. I mean, I don't know that part, but I guess once they came the game time and one or game design time and they needed more effects, they got like books effects and whatnot. Which you know what? I mean. We've done trivia games on several or different game shows on several podcasts, and they're not from memory. I go online and look shit up for questions. Yeah. So that's how you did it back then. Before online, you got books. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you play, I mean, we used to play this a lot too. It would take a long time. Yeah. And which is fine sometimes. Sometimes you just want to. You want to, you know, sit into it for a night and play it for a long time. When we would play a game, we would have it so you could get your wedge on any space, we not did just that too, the, yeah. yeah, yep. Okay, I was, I was like, do the people that would played it the right way, they really, you know, well, were we played it in. Thanksgiving. We played it the right way. We were there for a yeah. while. And if you, oh my God, if you tried to do that thing where you were on a wedge piece and you tried to go straight across the board, my father stopped you dead in your tracks. You were not doing that on his watch. They take their You're not allowed to do you that. You had to go around half of the board to get to that side, sir. That is what you had to do. He had the rule book in his hand. <laughs> I don't even know if that was the rule book, but that's what you did at Thanksgiving. It, was that his rule? I don't know. I, I actually don't even know what the exit. I was that was so browbeaten into me that I've always gone around the board ever since then. Yep. House house rules. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. We got to the point with my dad because we had played a lot. We wouldn't even use the board. We just use the cards. Oh right. Yeah. You can do that. So, sure. Yeah. Jack and I like we still do that. Like you, 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 there's the categories. You have to answer one right in every category, and then for the last one, um, I get to pick your question. Like if uh, I know you struggle with history. Uh, with history, I'm giving you a history question. Yeah. Anyway, you don't have to settle that garbage up. But some people like the garbage. That's right. There's a Back to the 80s edition I just found on uh, Amazon. I like kick yeah. ass. <laughs> so you think. So I think. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Um, I do. I have uh, Cranium. Oh, that was a good game. When Cranium yep. first came out, we got it. Um, and it was great until the, the putty dried out. Yeah, that was always a problem with it. Your clay would dry out. My clay would dry out. Um, you ever play that, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think I'm thinking of the right thing. I'm thinking more, is it a children's game? or can I, No, like, it's like a game of for any ages, but it it's had, like different, different skill sets. It had four categories. Like one was trivia, one you had to sculpt with the clay, another one I think was I don't know, logic and science and I forget what the fourth one was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I remember playing that with Jack, I think, when he was little. Um Battleship always. Yeah. Battleship. That's right. Monopoly I will mention just because before I played it in an unpleasant <laughs> um Lord of the Flies way with my husband. <laughs> Um, I used to play it <laughs> actually, I used to play it with my best friend and honestly we had these long, like almost year running games because okay. we would only play when she would come to my house and then we'd stop wherever we were when it was time for her to go back to her house. Like it would be like a weekend slumber party 
And anytime it was time for her to go back to her house, we would stop, write down what we had, and start up again when when she came back over. Wow. So we had like games that would last like almost eight months to a year. It's like Kramer and Newman with risk on the subway. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Any all. others? Uh, always Cards Against Humanity, but that's it. Oh, yeah. What about you, Matt? Well, who doesn't like a good game of chess? Me. Chess sucks, so that's not on my list. <laughs> that was a great setup. Thank you. Um, not many. Um, there's, all, I mean, there's a classic. Stratego was Stratego was always fun. Uh, I, I played a shit ton of Monopoly, but I never actually really liked it. I do like the themed clue games, even though it's the same game over and over again. Yeah, like the Simpsons one. That I think the best one, the best looking one, we we never bought, and because it's way too expensive. But the Haunted Mansion one, yes. they buy at Walt Disney World is pretty neat. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know there was one. Um, my favorite, not the, not the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion. No, 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 no. It's it's the ride. Yeah, <laughs> with the uh, character with the uh, uh, theme park characters as the the character pieces. Cool. Um, my uh, when I said I like gadgets. I didn't put this on here because it's it's not my favorite game. It's it's barely a game. It's it's more of a toy. But Run Yourself Ragged is just a gadget. I don't know if you've ever seen this game. No. You had to get a marble over nine obstacles, basically. One was a hoop. One was like this little maze. You had like a little button to press the to make it jump through the hoop. Then you had another twist button for this maze thing. And then uh, like a a wheel you turn with a magnetic claw on it it was it was it was rare it was barely a game it was more of a toy but it was it was pretty neat and that's about that's all i have let me look at my notes quick uh oh i wrote this down i've never played this and i have not found it and i need to find it apparently there was a where's the beef board game what Yep. Coming soon to We're Bored. I will find it. I, it's not on eBay right now, but when when quarantine's over and people need money, they're going to finally get their claws out of their yeah. Where's the Beef board game. Was it endorsed by Clara Peller? It was, it was, it was, speaking of the Mad Magazine thing, it almost looked like a Mad Magazine drawing of her on the, on the cover of this game. <laughs> Which it could have been, for all I know. Could have been. There was another game. Uh, speaking of gadgets, I didn't put it in because it was actually kind of a crappy game game to play for a kid i think as a, a, a maybe a, a older or early teen or a young adult i would enjoy it more but there's one called stop thief you guys ever play that no it, it had a radio a quote unquote radio scanners electronic and it would tell you there was a board with like four buildings each with like i think four rooms and there's a red dot in each one of those rooms and you had to figure out which red dot the thief was at and you'd type into the police scanner and it would give you a clue a verbal clue Oh, weird. It was pretty neat. Um, but like I said, it was just very, it was a little too much for little kids when I played it. Again, my rich family friends had it. I didn't have it. But um, it's it. But it was, it was, it was, again, it was another electronic game that was pretty ambitious for the 80s. <laughs> I'm picturing little tiny Matt <laughs> looking like Oliver Twist in his rags. Please, sir, Go- may I play more? Please, sir, may I play Dark Tower or whatever it's called? <laughs> Fireball Island. Fireball. Yeah, going to all the mansions down the block. Yeah. You, you lived in the shanty at the end of the block. <laughs> Poor little Matt. Exactly. That's what I told my parents. <laughs> Matt, you can you can draw. Uh, Chrissy, can you draw? 
Not really. Okay, Matt, I know you can draw. Okay. Did you hate Pictionary as much as I did? It wasn't my favorite game. Because I always found you'd get the thing and I would start drawing. Yeah. Like, and I'd start drawing it well. And that's not the way you play that game. Right, no. So having having the ability to draw actually hurt you, I think, sometimes in that game. Because then people would just do their stick figures and stuff like that, and they would get all these ones right. And I'm drawing like the guy and, and every little detail on it. I guess I, I, I guess I shouldn't have been doing that, but I was like, if I'm going to draw it, I'm going to draw it. Right. I was the worst Pictionary player ever. <laughs> I remember we played that once at a family event, and my uncle got the word one and he wrote the number one and my father's like you can't do that he got all bent out of shape it wasn't an argument but he was he was not happy with that sounds like your sounds like your dad is more of a board game person than you i should have had your dad on you should have yeah, yeah could have it'd be trivial pursuit trivial pursuit sports edition <laughs> tv edition jeopardy the home game <laughs> And take your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that game is, the take your shirt off game. I also had a, the only real honorable mention I had was Battle at the Sarlacc Pit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Return of the Jedi game. And it was a stupid game, but up until. All you had to do to win is go first. You just had to go first because you were going to get to the high point things yep. and and knock Boba Fett and Jabba off the sail barge. But the I I really just like the look of the game where you would build this Sarlacc pit, and I probably wasn't really playing with my Star Wars toys much anymore at that point. But there was no Sarlacc pit playset. True, that's true. Or skiff playset so that was as close as you were going to get so i think i do remember setting it up and putting my action figures on it because that was the closest you were going to get and i thought it was really it was a cool design Mm -hmm. the game was stupid (laughs) this is true there's not a real good star wars board game i'm sure i'm going to get hate mail for that let's when we were growing up i understand there's some really good ones now like duel of fates um or duels, duel of the force. There's a queen something or other. The Namadala games was really good, but when we were growing up. Those Parker Brother games, they were not good. Yeah, I had the Yoda game. That that it was it was like Yoda. That it was called Yoda the Jedi Master, mm-hmm. and I remember trying to play that with my son when he was little. It was so boring <laughs> and so complicated for no reason. It was like you you were Luke in the swamps and you had to become a Jedi Master by the end. And I remember even thinking when I was little, like he doesn't become a Jedi Master. Right. Yeah. He just uh, he he runs around in the mud and he abandons his training. Right. He's a quitter. <laughs> Maybe that's the ultimate goal of the game is to give up (laughs) Dan Cook Cook routine playing Monopoly with his grandma and he said at some point at some point everybody just goes fuck this game you win grandma (laughs) sitting on Baltic with crack (laughs) (laughs) alright that's funny (laughs) well I would like to thank the, the experts in the room, Matt and Christy, the hosts of We're Bored at neozaz.com, audio or video. Uh, thank you for doing this with me. It's been fun. Video is better. You can see the look on my wife's faces when I say the insanely dumb things I say. Yeah, it's like but living with a walking, talking dad joke. We should play this rock game again. 
<laughs> See? You See? Can- Someone's laughing at it. I laughed every time. I watch you. We watch you guys every week that it comes out, and uh, I think you guys have a great shtick. I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> Some of the frustration that goes on, but the the looks. Christy, Christy starts every game out very excited. Yes, and then my soul is crushed. <laughs> yeah, and Matt Matt starts every game kind of like even keeled and as christy goes down <laughs> in enthusiasm matt goes up this is true actually yeah that is what happens <sighs> it's fun to watch <laughs> it's it is fun it's fun to rock watch <laughs> it's fun to rock <laughs> so i encourage you to not only go to neozes.com and watch and listen to we're bored but also the plethora would you say I have a plethora? Oh, God, yeah. Of other shit. <laughs> um, from Star Wars and Indiana Jones type of fanboy stuff and Doctor Who to uh, shows like this, where we count up the best five in anything, be it music, board games, uh, TV shows, characters and things, uh, beer, you name it. There's oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff at neozes.com. So uh, thank you once again. Well, thank you. Matt Christie. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next The Best of Fives.